0: welcome to episode 11 of that dynasty podcast i am your host matthew and alongside isaiah we want to welcome you to a shorter episode of that dynasty podcast this week i've actually been a little bit under the weather the last couple of days and i found out today that i have covid again uh so it's my second time going at that and um, i'll tell you it's still not fun um isaiah have you ever had the uh pleasure of catching covid yet unfortunately i have and i'd like to let all our viewers know
1: that i am I'm making sure i'm standing uh, six feet away from my ipad right now so we have no
0: sort of interaction with that but now covid sucks dude that sucks yep not ideal um i think it was worse the last time around um but uh is what it is you know just guess it's part of our culture and the way that we live now so it is um as always guys we are super excited to talk about this past week of course look ahead at next week which is week 11 coming up before we get into everything though please make sure and i feel like a broken record but i'm gonna say it every time please follow us on twitter and TikTok at that dynasty pod just to stay up to date with uh custom content and the latest information and just to stay in contact with us daily um Full videos of our podcast is up on our YouTube channel, and we also have our podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Link for all of those are in the description, the show notes. If you're watching on YouTube, it's in the description of the video. And if you guys want to see something different in how we run the podcast or if there's different topics or questions you have for us about being in a dynasty league, maybe you're just in general about playing fantasy football, let us know in the comments um, on YouTube or tweet at us and we will respond. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started, Isaiah. What are we going to be looking at today? I mean, we got a bunch of league updates. We got a trade to break down. Um,
1: we got uh, Matthew's COVID outbreak to break down. We're going to go over last week's matchup results, make predictions for this coming week. We got our uh, MVP segments. Then we we'll do our power rankings. And uh, you want to get us started with our uh, league updates, there, Matt?
0: Yeah. So let's take a look at the league updates since we last filmed. It seems that almost everyone in the league has changed their team name this week. Uh, So let's take a look at what that looked like Uh, for name changes. Dan went from Isaiah's tight end graveyard to Dan's bent and dent QBs. So I'm sure you appreciate Isaiah that he's changed the name now not to. Thank you very much, Dan. I'm uh, waiting for Angie to do the same, but. Yeah, we'll see how long that takes. Darius went from Skull Squad to Darius plus Slay equals Likely, um, which is a playoff of his name, and uh, also Darius Slay, and uh, his new tight end um, Isaiah Likely. So, Very clever, and he said that uh, he'd been sitting on that team name for a few weeks, but he was waiting for himself to finally get a win, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. King Cobb went from Saquon D's nuts to rated IR. Trevor nice. was from Scold School to Tibatomo's L train. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's definitely hopping on that train. Chugga, chugga, choo, choo. Mm. Um, and I think that's it for team name updates. Um, there is a bunch of small Weaver moves this week, um, but we're not going to go over any of them in particular. Um, at this point in the season, it's been picked dry. So we got four trades to discuss today. Um, Isaiah, let's go ahead and uh, take a look at them um, in reverse order, from our most recent to. Um, I don't know how to explain that, but we'll just start with the most recent one.
1: So you would have you would have explained it better, but the code it kind of messes with your brain. So it's it's all good, homie. I totally get it. That's what it is. So, So I'll help you out, and you know I'll start off with a trade that I made this week, and that was uh, I traded DeAndre Hopkins to King Cobb, or what's his name now, IR or something? Rated IR, yep. Rated IR for a 20, 23rd second, and Jerry Judy. um, To be honest, not sure why I got so much flack in here for this one. Um, Obviously, D-Hop's a WR1 this year. So far, there's two two or three games he's played. Uh, Hollywood Brown's coming back. Uh, He's also 30. Uh, Jerry Judy's value is probably at the lowest it'll be. Um, He's still only 24. Uh, Broncos' offense has obviously been absolutely awful, nothing cooking um, in that kitchen. Um, But I think he's going to turn around eventually. I don't know. The way I looked at it is I got a bonafide wide receiver to maybe flex, like the next, I don't know, five, six years um, for – one and a half years, maybe a pretty good production at Hop, and then I got a second thrown into it. Um, and then the, the websites I use actually had me do it pretty well tr- trade value-wise.
0: Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, man, I don't like this trade for you. Like, I'll talk about why, but I, I don't like it for you. And it's not because I don't like the value. I do think that it is fair, and I think it makes sense why you gave up D Hop with your team build and why you know, um, rated IR would have gone for him. But I just feel like you could have gotten more for Hopkins. Um, Ever since he's been back, he's been putting up 19 to 25 points at a minimum, right? That's his floor. And I'm almost positive someone would have given up a first for you to um, trade them, you know, a stud wide receiver to help them with a playoff push. And the reason I think that is because King Cobb's second rounder is going to end up being basically an early third round pick just based on how late it's going to fall. So it's just not a super valuable pick. And, you know, the jury's still out on Judy. <laughs> so we don't really know. It just seems like a risky... I know sometimes we can, in Dynasty, get into a like, a, oh my gosh, this guy's really old, so I need to trade him for younger, you know, assets. and And the cool thing about, I guess, draft picks is that, you know, you do have hope because you never know what's going to fall in that draft. But at the same time, um, there's we don't have to sell for pennies on the dime when it comes to our, like, stud players. And I think Hopkins has shown he still has juice in him. We've never seen him and Hollywood Brown play together. And, you know, we've seen the success that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle have had when they, you know, the defense can't cover both of the guys at the same time. And it's just leaving them all wide open at all times. And that could be a situation that ends up happening over there with DeAndre Hopkins still for the rest of the season. So, you know, I think you could have definitely, I don't hate that you traded him away. I think it makes sense. But I think you could have gotten more from him. So only reason I dislike it. So so let me ask you this, because I think you could have gotten more. If I had offered you my uh, 2024 first round pick and DJ Chark for Hopkins, would you have taken that?
1: Or June second, uh, first would be nice, probably, but uh, I never saw that offer in my mailbox. And Hopkins had been up for quite a bit. I actually like took him off the trade block and then put him on that day, like <sighs> a second later, like remind people. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, you know it's something that it's my first dynasty, and I just I think with this route, uh, I probably sold some guys a little too early. Um, with Eckler, Cook, um, Hawkins now, whatever, maybe. Um, but it's also necessarily a bad thing. It's just kind of a method. We'll see. We'll see if it works out. Maybe it won't. I don't know. Maybe it's all blow up my face. But either way, I think it's fun. I, I like kind of building for the future. And I I don't know. I'm also like in a weird ballpark where I'm still super high on Judy.
0: I think that's a good point. Like, I'm not very high on Judy, so maybe for me, I – I devalue this trade, anyways. Um, so, I, like I said, I feel like it is like I feel like it's fair, um, but I felt like you could have ripped someone off. You know what I mean? Like you could have totally yeah. stolen it from him. So that's it's fair. That's the reason I I don't love it because I do think you you still did fine. You know what I mean? But I think you could have really slammed it. Um, you know, with someone else. But that being said, I mean let's let's move down to the number two trade that went down. Uh, which was yeah. that was between Dan's Benton Dent QBs and uh, Darius plus Slay equal likely. Um and this was Ezekiel Elliott for a 2024 first. Now um I know that Darius was hurting at uh running back pretty bad. And I get why he wanted to make this move. I gotta say though, paying a 2024 first round, uh, especially since Darius' team may fall apart after the season is a huge overpay for Zeke at this point. Especially since he just missed the last two games due to an injury and we got to see Pollard control this backfield while he was out. I feel like we was that was definitely a uh, a massive overpay for Zeke, so I think this is a big win for Dan. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um yeah, Zeke for first seemed pretty wild for me, especially 2024. Um obviously a win for Dan value-wise. I mean, I know I traded I mean, dude, so he traded me Najee Harris, who's been a complete bomb for Zeke in a first, and now he's trading Zeke again for another first. So, I mean, the dude's been been killing it left and right with those trades with Zeke. Um, But, you know, like, we talk about all the value-wise, but, you know, if, like, championship game or, you know, in the playoffs, Zeke gives him a big performance, and he ends up winning because of it, I think you make that trade 10 times out of 10. But value-wise, I mean, you can't say that it was a good
0: trade for him, but you know, we'll see what happens, but Dan did really well for himself. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see what ends up happening there. Um, but if he if it's if his team falls apart next year and that first belongs to Dan, Dan's going to make him make out pretty good with that trade. Yeah, good. Um, so the th- the third trade that went down was also in, involving Dan's bent and dent QBs and Angie, aka Isaiah's tiny purse. And this was uh, Deontay Foreman for a 23 second round pick. So I actually think this trade makes sense. It was Angie trading Deontay Foreman to Dan's uh, Benton Dent QBs, and Angie got the 23 second round pick. So I think this makes even more sense than the last trade. Um, Angie knew that she was going to try and sell off Foreman pretty much since the moment she uh drafted him and realized that her picks weren't really working out this year. Um Dan is making bank right now. He just traded away Zeke and got a first back and then at the same time he traded away a second round pick and got pretty much what's i in my opinion is going to be the same production that he's going to get for the rest of the season out of Foreman and he only had to give up a second so he basically upgraded his second round pick to a 2024 first round pick um uh, while without sacrificing any production. Potentially in his roster, so good overall move for Dan. I'm not really sure if it's going to be enough to take his team over the edge, but I don't think he lost out because of that trade.
1: Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't a huge fan for Dan, only because I'm not sure that his roster is good enough to compete for this year. Um, Form is 26. Doesn't uh, like he's really young. I I feel like this trade made, would have made more sense to someone like you or King Cobb or in Power or Darius's roster. Um, I'm just not sure, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's just a second, and he just got a first, so I don't hate it. It's fine. It's a it's a fine trade. We'll we'll see what Dan
0: does making the playoffs and whatnot. Yeah, because right now he's um, he's ranked fifth overall, so he's set to make the playoffs. Um, he's five and five right now. So no. people five and five. So, this could be. Wow, I just realized there's one, two, three, four teams that that are five and five right now. Basically, everyone ranked four to seven is five and five. Yeah,
1: that's
0: nice. Oh, so it's really really tight race right there to be, um, competing for that playoff matchup. All right, and the final trade hardly is worth talking about. Uh, Trevers. T Potamo's L train and Andy's Kirk wears all the chains. It was just a simple trade Colt McCoy for 200 fab. Um, Trevor got a QB for a spot start. And that's all there's really is to say about this trade.
1: Yep. We got nothing to add. Just but must be nice to, you know, spend or send my, uh fab in this league and not get actually roasted. So I'll
0: leave it off on that. All right. want to go over last week's predictions. Yeah, let's take a look at what we got here, guys. Hey, the first matchup of the week, which was Team Goni 1 versus Chris Rock's jaw. Um, I had picked Team Goni 1 to take the victory, and Isaiah had picked himself to take the victory. Um, He definitely, uh, Team Goni 1 definitely won. Um, he put up 120 points, and Isaiah put up 74.34 points. That uh, was a 50-point differential, and uh, it was a blowout. Um, yeah, what do you have to say about that? They got
1: smoked, dude. I, I also like left McCall Hardman in. I didn't realize he was hurt. I, I was busy all weekend. I just didn't look in my lineup that morning. I messed up. Um, There's a bunch of underperformers. Kyle Pitts at nothing again. Evan Ingram did nothing. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did absolutely nothing. I mean, it's just – it's annoying, bro, with those Chiefs running backs. Like, the week before, I started Pacheco and lost because of it. And then this week, I didn't start – or I started Clyde Hilaire. And then the other two running backs gave better production. It's just – Najee Harris has done nothing. It's just whatever. I'm moving on to next year at this point, I feel like. I can't believe you sat Dak Prescott. So, that was an accident. Uh, Hmm. He was supposed to be starting, but I don't know. That day, I was like, why is Jared Goff starting? And I guess I just wasn't
0: paying attention last week. I was running around working like 12s. Well, I got to say that I think even if you had started Dak and you had swapped out Hardman and uh, you had started one of the the right chief running backs, um, you still would have lost.
1: Yeah, I could have started Brian Robinson. I still would have lost.
0: Yeah, so not not exactly the best-case scenario. Uh, moving on to next week, the next matchup we were uh, looking at was Darius versus Team Seed and Power. Uh,
1: I- <sighs> Darius dropped a buck fifty-seven, dude. Um, yeah, City Lamb had a hell of a performance. It's wild. City Lamb is kind of so low in this league. I was looking at his stats compared to, like, A.J. Brown, and he has, like, one less touchdown, like, I don't know, it was like 40, 50 less yards, and everyone's been talking about how great of a value Brown's been this year, but C Lamb is just – He's been consistent as well. I mean, what is he now? He's
0: um
1: eighth receiver ranked. He was really, really good.
0: No, I mean, this is another fifty point victory. So when you want to talk about like blowouts like I picked Team Seed and Power to win, you picked Darius. So we're back to uh being even. I was wrong about this one. 157 to 107. Um he still, you know, Seed and Power scored thirty more points than than you did and, and still got beat by fifty points. Like absolutely brutal. Yeah um dalvin Cookie had a good game for him jay taylor had a good game for him um you know Jalen waddle was okay but everyone else kind of sat down george kittle had a bad game d not really great aj brown didn't really do much so yeah go up against darius who has cd lamb travis kelsey Diggs, slayton Phew. um you know, Josh Allen had a mediocre game, and he even started your uh, your sleeper from a couple of weeks ago, Harrison Bryant, who scored a touchdown. So, a good week yeah. for Darius there. Yeah. And then
1: uh, third matchup, dude. Tell us how you were feeling about this one.
0: <laughs> well, I was feeling better going into the week, and then Derrick Henry put up eight points, uh, so that didn't make no sense. Um, and then Amari Cooper, his um, he was, you know, away. Um, and, uh, anytime he's away, he goes for 32 yards. Um, it's actually insane. If you looked at his, um, home versus road splits for the whole year, um, he's a top five wide receiver every single week that he plays on the road, or sorry, every time he's home and when he's on the road, he hasn't ever had more than 50 yards in the game. It's insane. I, I honestly was going to bench him this week. If i had another wide receiver cause he's away against Buffalo, um, Yeah, it's just uh, it's just bad didn't have a lot of people show up and it was a a nail biter and it really it came right down to the final game and um, or Sunday night game and I was waiting for Everett and um, Eckler to basically outscore the 116 that uh, Sully put up by the one o'clock games. He was done and I ended up only Beating him by one point, so it was a disaster disaster of a week.
1: Yeah, I think anytime you have to start Snoop Connor <laughs> as one of your running backs is not ideal. And that's that's really what cost him. I mean, I don't know who else he was started, but gotta think you can start a better running back than that. But
0: yeah, he he, he had some underperformers for sure. Um, I, I should have started Aaron Jones over Amari Cooper, and I was really on the fence about that, and I, I should have done it, and um. They wouldn't have been close if I had done that, so. All right, next matchup.
1: Got uh, Trevor and uh, Topo Domo, and uh, now that you gave away Trevor's new name, I think we know who won this one. Trevor won 131 to 116, won by a good 15 points. Um, cool commit season, dude. Full reception, 74 yards, two touchdowns. I think that's kind of the one that brought a victory. Um I'm looking at their two lineups right now, and it's pretty average scores from everybody. Obviously, Justin Jefferson was fantastic and kept Topodomo in the game, but nothing nothing crazy going on. Just a really
0: wild performance commit. I feel like uh Topo should have won that game just because of that catch from Justin Jefferson. Yeah, that should have been worth a hundred. That was what a game, man. My game. Yeah. Jacobs wide receiver. I mean running back one again um rondo moore's been phenomenal lately yep good matchup
1: uh our fifth matchup actually another close one we had uh andy Bobani and uh, king Cobb's rated ir and king cobb only won by uh 10 and uh yeah pretty much uh not the any spoilers but he started justin fields so there you go
0: dude it was a savage week for him um because he only won because of Justin Fields, but realistically, he lost Cooper Cup and Zach Ertz, probably for the yeah. season, in the same game. Um, And he started uh, Jerry Judy. Yeah, he's hurting right now.
1: Yeah. Well, he's, got, he's got D-hop now, so we'll see if that changes at all. And then, uh, last lineup, our last matchup we had, Angie's, I see his tiny purse against Dan's Benton, Den QBs, and Dan won this, won this one by what a get 35 points. Um, yeah, not a whole lot from Angie's roster. Got a great performance
0: from Christian Kirk. Uh yeah, Gino Smith, another 18 points. So, yeah, we uh both predicted correctly on this one. I forgot to say that on the last one. We both predicted that uh mm. Ray was going to win, and he did, and we both predicted Dan was going to win in this matchup, and he did. Christian Kirk did look phenomenal. He also lost uh, Dallas Godard, uh in this game, potentially for the next four weeks or six weeks or longer. That sucks. Um, and when I look at who his other tight ends are now, it looks like he'll be starting uh, Jawan Johnson, who's been a touchdown magnet lately. So, mm. yes, it wouldn't be wouldn't hurt him too badly. But we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah. So after this week, we both went four and two on those picks. And that brings uh, our total for the season. I'm still four games behind 33 and 27 is my record. Here's 37 and 23. So still got a four game lead on me. Let's talk about some of the players that actually made those matchups uh, possible or could have potentially shifted those odds in one way or another. Who do you got for your, the impact players here, the MVPs?
1: Yeah, so I'll start with my bench MVP. I had uh, – let's see, see if I can pronounce the name right. Uh, I think it's Cadarell Lodge. Wait, who? Uh, Cadarell Lodge? Cadarell? Who? Cadarell Lodge.
0: Never heard of this man.
1: Yeah, I hadn't either. That's why I don't even know if I'm saying his name right. He's a uh, seat, wide receiver seat for the Falcons, I guess, um, and not someone I've ever talked about, and I don't think I'll ever talk about again. No offense, uh, Mr. Lodge, if you're listening. Um, but, uh, yeah, he had a touchdown this week. He had two catches for 37 yards. Gave him a total of uh, about 11.5 points fantasy-wise. Uh, he was left on the bench on uh, Love Book Incident's roster. And um, in a matchup they lost by one point. And if you would have started him, Mr. Lodge, over Wondell Robinson, you know, as all of us would have suggested, uh, he would have secured the w and Matthew this year. Sorry, this week, but uh, he did not start, Mister Lodge. So, oh, that's uh, we'll for him. that one. Yeah, and then my MVP at Mister Justin Fields, dude. He's up to QB four in the year. It's been a hell of a run. Um, the Immaculate Man himself, running around like a madman. Um, just another insane week, week, bro. He dropped another thirty-eight points, threw for one hundred sixty-seven yards, a passing touchdown, and then ran for one forty-seven and two rushing touchdowns. Um, King Cobb, we talked about, won a matchup by about nine points, and I'd say
0: mostly thanks to Fields' epic performance. Yeah, it's, what a what a comeback story for Fields at the beginning of this year. He was absolutely garbage, and the last six weeks he's been phenomenal. Probably the best quarterback in my draft class right now, to be honest. Looking like it, no doubt. Uh, at least for fantasy purposes. Uh, my bench MVP is DeAndre Carter, the wide receiver for Los Angeles Chargers. When Mike Williams and Keenan Allen were injured and were sitting out, we all wanted to assume that Josh Palmer would be the beneficiary of that. But in the absence and all these targets waiting to be snapped up, Carter stepped in, would have saved the day for Andy uh, in a matchup that was decided by less than 10 points. The 16 points that Carter put up on the bench would have been enough for the W, but Andy sat him on the bench. Um, Carter didn't even have the Carter didn't even have the greatest game, to be honest. Four for four, um, 64 yards and a touchdown. Sometimes it's the simple games that cost us the most. Our my actual MVP of this of this week was Devonte Adams, wide receiver, Las Vegas, owned by myself. My victory of the love boat incident was by less than two points i thought i was about to be writing up a segment on how aaron jones was my bench mvp but adam came in clutch for me with 27 and a half points nine receptions 126 yards and a touchdown would not have won without his massive performance if he had just caught one less pass this would be a whole different ball game a whole different story so he is my mvp of the week
1: about the only bright spot in that raiders roster this year
0: they look so bad. Oh, him and him and Jacobs, yeah. Um, All right, dude. Let's get into some predictions for this upcoming week.
1: Sweet. First, turn off the bat, we'll start off with uh, Darius and King Cobb battle the heavyweights over here. Um, Darius coming in at seven and three uh, off a of victory, and then King Cobb coming in at nine and one. Um, usually, I'd go with King Cobb because his record and you know how great he's been this year, but. I think the injuries to Cooper cup and Zach um, are really tough. I know he's got D hop now, but I think Darius wins this one. Um, he's projected to win by about, uh, 18 or so.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I think if he hadn't been absolutely slaughtered by injuries, this would be, um, a hands down King Cobb. But to be honest, I think that I'm going to be rooting for King Cobb in this one. Um, and the reason why is because Darius has been just attempting to, uh, how should I say, get by week to week. I don't know for sure that Mark Andrews is going to be back. He does have some really great pieces, but I think that um, Fields and Barkley, Chubb, Sutton's set to have a good week this week. James Connors finally starting to be back. And now DeAndre Hopkins. Um, I do think that there's going to be enough there for, uh King Cobb to step up and take this victory and we'll see what happens, but that's my bold prediction of the week.
1: Nice, nice. All right. Secondly we got uh seeding power and then verse Andy Bobani. Um we got five to five Cena power coming in four and six. Um <laughs> Kirk wears all the chains now. Um you know, looking at the two rosters this week, I think Seating Power wins this one in a really close matchup. Um, I think it's a couple of good performances from JT, um, Dalvin Cook, and then should be getting a bounce-back game from A.J. Brown. But I can definitely see this going uh, either way. It'll be interesting to see how the weapons for that Niners offense looks and how it bodes for Seating.
0: Yeah, I think that Lamar's set to have a big game. JT's finally back, and Dalvin Cook. Uh, I'm I'm leading Seating Power in this one as well. I think that's going to be enough. Um, the only way that I could see this changing is if the targets went to Smith instead of Brown, because, um, Smith's on the other side of the game here. McCaffrey could have another baller game, um, yep. Arizona on Monday. But because, um, Andy is starting Kyler and McCaffrey, um, uh, it's going to be right down to the wire more than likely, um, all the way to the end of that Monday night game.
1: Who'd you, who'd you pick? I'm sorry.
0: Uh, Seaton Power. Seaton Power.
1: Um, third match of the week, we got uh, Chris Rock's draw against uh, Trevor, and his name change. Um, I actually think Trevor wins this one. I uh, have all but given up on my team most, for the most part this year. Um, got rid of D-Hop, obviously. Got a couple of weeks, got a couple guys on bye, And uh, I think I'll have a tough time racking up the points needed to secure the victory. Um, I mean, just got me beat it right back this week with Ramon J Ramondre, uh, Jacobson Singletary. So
0: I think Trevor pulls it off. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't have anything else to say about that. Okay. Um, okay. Copy. Uh, Matthew is
1: not a good friend. Like I am. So we'll move on to the next matchup. Um, we got Topo Domo versus team Joni one. Um, I actually got Topo Domo winning in this one. even though he's projected to lose by about 10 points. Um, I really like what he has going on receiver Uh, Jefferson. Hopefully Juju plays this week, not looking too hot, but we'll see. And then he's got DJ Moore as well. Um, I also am being um, subjective and hoping that team joining one loses. So I could, that pick continues to plummet, but uh, I think it will be a close matchup.
0: Yeah. I am also, um, I've got team uh, Topadomo taking this one. Um, I think that, Aaron Rodgers is set to have a nice game against Tennessee. Um, Miles Sanders, I think it's going to be a good matchup with Indy's run defense. Justin Jefferson, you just can't vote against Justin Jefferson. And, uh, yeah, I think he's going to take this one.
1: Next we got Isaiah's tiny purse versus the love boat incident. Um, believe it or not, I think Angie gets win numero dos. Um, I've been on her before, and I haven't been so lucky, but I think it changes this week. Uh, projected outscore Love Boat into by about seven eight points. I think she pulls it off. Really comes down to how those Green Bay receivers look for her. Uh, as we're recording, I think it's on right now, but I'm not looking. I do not want to know how my projections are looking so far. Matthew and I, by the way, made sure that we made these projections yesterday and shared them with each other so there would be no cheating going on. But, uh yeah, I think um, anytime you have to start Jerome Ford as one of your running backs, it's tough to –
0: vote for you, Love Boat. So, give me Angie. Yeah, the only way I could see um, Angie not winning this game, because I also have her winning, would be if Patrick Mahomes goes absolutely nuclear and goes for almost 50 points. I could see that being the deciding factor. Especially if yeah. he with Tony, and they look like they had a pretty good connection last week.
1: Yeah, I mean, with his talent, too, that's always not too much out of the ballpark. Um, and then last, we got uh, Buster Jacoby, went up against uh, Mr. Dan Sullivan himself. Um, unlike Matthew, I'm going to pick my co-host and have him win this week. And I think his hot streak continues. Um, I actually do think it's going to be really close, though. Uh, normally, would have had you win pretty uh, pretty easily, but you had Godwin and Tyreek both on buys. Um, but you still have a lot of talent in that lineup right now with Eckler, um, Henry, Aaron Jones. Uh, give me Buster Jacoby going 8-3 on the year.
0: Well... Uh, if it makes you feel any better about not rooting for uh for you to win this week, I also didn't even think my, myself myself is gonna win this week. Um I actually have Dan winning this one. Dan's five and five. Um, but I do think that um like I am terrified about Amari Cooper on the road. His road splits are are atrocious. He can't perform on the road and um injury concerns for Gerald Everett this week. Um, I'm starting Antonio Gibson. Um who is just a shot in the dark. So I don't trust it. And I think that at the end of the day, uh, I think Dan honestly has a better starting lineup this week than I do. Yeah.
1: And he just traded for um, Foreman, right? Who's Dan?
0: Yeah. But he's, I mean, you know, I'm looking at like who he's sitting on his bench or he's starting Joe Burrow. Um, I'm starting Derek Carr. So, we are not the same. We <laughs> are not the same. He's he's got Drake London on his bench. He's got Brandon Cooks on his bench. Yeah, he got some talent. Yeah, yeah. Matt, I don't like don't like the looks of that for myself. We'll see.
1: Right, Matt, do you want to give us our power rankings moving forward?
0: Yeah. So let's talk about power rankings. Um, so real quick, I know we had a request, uh, to talk about, you know, what exactly goes into the power rankings and like how it's weighted and stuff like that. So I'll talk to you guys through the percentages right now, um, as far as, um, exactly how this is calculated. So the majority of the power rankings are calculated on wins on the season, which is 37%. Uh, 20% is total points. 20% is recent points, which goes last three weeks. Um, Then we have 8% is the last three weeks are projected points. Um, And then we have uh, 7% of the power rankings is projected points in general. And then 1% coming in there is um, voting, quote unquote. So at the beginning of the year, we all, like, or a few of us um, voted on who we thought was like the top teams and we ranked all of them. So that was like 1%. Um, I've been updating that weekly with, um, there's a feature in Sleeper that gives you what Fantasy Pros has for their power rankings. And it just does it, does it automatically. So I just have been updating the 1% of our power rankings with the power rankings from Fantasy Pros um, instead of having us do our own voting every single week. Um, but the impact that it has is pretty minimal. But that's how it breaks down. So let's talk about how the actual results are for this week. So coming in number 12, Isaiah's tiny purse, no movement there. Uh, But there is some movement here at number 11 in the power rankings. All the way down at the bottom is Chris Rock's jaw. How the mighty have fallen.
1: I'm last. There's 11th. What?
0: Yeah fell all the way down to 11th in this update. So um, yeah, not a, not a great look uh, going forward here uh, for Isaiah Um, coming in at number 10. Now um, is Kirk wears all the chains and that's actually a decrease of three spots for him. Um, Definitely not his, not his, uh, you know, best moment or where he wants to be right now, but he's been on a losing streak. So we'll see if he breaks that this week. Yeah. Coming in at nine. This is a huge drop all the way down five spots this week is team seed and power. Um, just a massive drop down here and uh, outlook for team seed and power. Not, not super great going forward. Um, although I got you, I got you winning this week, buddy. Come on. Don't let me down. <laughs> Number eight, no movement here. The Love Boat incident. Uh, at number seven, this is all the way up, four spots this week. And this is uh, Team, uh, this is Trevor's team, aka topotamo's L train. Then at number six, same as he was last week, is Topodomo. Uh one mo W, and I'm good. Winky face.
1: Yeah, one more L, and he's not going to be so good, huh?
0: That's pretty accurate um, number five didn't move from last week is Dan's bent and Dent QBs. number four this week up six spots team goni one <laughs> jump from ten to four. That's nuts. um and then at number three um is for the first time this year outside the top two rated IR aka King Cobb dropped from the number one spot to number three overnight which is crazy because he actually won, um, but he so vastly underperformed um, that it just absolutely crushed him. Um, At number two, still no movement from last week, is $96 fab bids. Uh, Myself and at number one, reclaiming his spot at the top is Darius plus Slay equals likely. Our commish moving up two spots to reclaim number one in the power rankings. There you have our
1: lot a, of a big movement this week, huh?
0: Some vast swings for sure. Yeah. Well. well, that is a wrap for this week's episode, everybody. Please be sure to like and comment on the video if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, please leave us a rating, a review. It really does help. Follow us on TikTok and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest content. If you're following us on Twitter, who knows if that will be around much longer? So just you know. Join in for the fun while we can. Um, interact with us, and, and yeah, man. Patriots versus Jets this week. Yeah. Uh, I think the
1: Pats pulled off. Um, we've done really well playing defense against Zach Wilson. I do not think we'll do well after this week, but I think we win this week. Um, I think uh, Pats win, Jets lose, and I think Elon keeps on taking Ls, so.
0: Yeah, I think that we, we we have the Jets number, so I think we're gonna take this one. Um but yeah, it's gonna be I think it'll be a close game and it'd be interesting to see how we fa- like how we face against Michael Carter and James Robinson this time around. Yeah. I don't know if I told you I'm going to a Patriots game on New Year's Day against the Dolphins. So That'd be pretty sweet.
1: Oh, uh, it should be a game, dude. Let's do. It.
0: Yeah. Get to see Tua and Tyreek and Waddle and um uh, so I'm excited.
1: Hopefully you see Gusecki hit the gritty or what?
0: Well, I mean, more than once, hopefully.
1: (laughs) Well, actually, hopefully not.
0: (laughs) True, true. All right, man. You want to sign us out?
1: Yeah, let's do it. For uh, that Dynasty podcast and my COVID co-host over here, Matthew, so long. We will see you next week. Good night. Adios.